the all silent podcast. We're putting it the we're putting the power in the ears of the listeners. And because this is about them, this isn't about us. The podcast is our canvas. And it's about change, it's about hope, it's about empowerment. And what we're going to let you do this show is just um, create your own podcast. There's no guidelines anymore, there's no fucking bush, there's no man to hold you down. Hear what you want to hear. Make it about you. It's not about me. It, what, I'm nothing. What does the podcast sound like to you? What What do you Silence. hear? <laughs> and crickets. <laughs> Two jaded failures. So, I got my hair cut today. Ah, you did. I did, yeah. Not a lie, everybody. Um, Shorter. It is. It is. That was pretty much my my main goal. But I had sort of an interesting experience. So I go to this place and I don't ask for I make the I make the appointment. It's like half fancy, but not really fancy at all. Um and uh it's it's not very pretentious, but they do a very good job and I don't like to make a bigger ordeal out of, you know, out of it than I have to. So I called up to make the uh, the appointment and, you know, they ask if I want anyone in particular. And I'd like to show a vote of confidence in the entire establishment. And I say, no, you know, you put anyone on this head of hair and I'm fine with it. So I get there and this dream works. <laughs> yes. All right. No, no. It's not. Is there a higher cut place called DreamWorks? Yeah. Oh. No. Oh, I Dramatics? Knew someone... Yeah, Dreamworks. that's what I was thinking. Dramatics. Dramatics. Yeah, no, it's not Dramatics. Yeah, that's much more pretentious than uh, my Yeah, place. I didn't think it was, but then I wanted to... I didn't. I mean, there were much more pretentious places, but... For our non-New York listeners, Dramatics is... Uh, like a hair care place that I can only describe as their stylists wear pieces of flair. I had a guy, I went there twice, full <laughs> disclosure. I did try because it was right next to where I worked at the time and everyone got their haircut there. And I wanted to get like a nice haircut once. I was going to like a Greek barber who didn't speak English that was like 10 bucks. So I was like, I'm going to try. And I was growing my shit out. So I was like, <laughs> I got to have an expert take care of this. I'll spend 30 bucks or Whatever it was. The guy's name was like Snake. <laughs> right. And he gave right. me a card and it was like a symbol. Like if I wanted to come back and have Snake cut it. So months later, I'm like, oh, I got to get it cut again. I, I'm like on the phone. I'm like, can I book with symbol? I'm like, Snake. Uh, Only twice. Second time. And then I got it cut short. And I have since gone to Chitty Sunset Park Hair Salon. Ah. Where respect. Where my people's hair was not their expertise, <laughs> to be quite frank with you. And they said as much, but it worked out fine. The uh, respect. I like that. I've thought about going um, to, to, to a local place. 
But I've gone to this. It's kind of by work. I've been very pleased every time I've gone. Um, so I went. And at a brief aside, uh, so well, I, I sit down. And uh, so she asks, how do you want it? And you don't recognize this person. You haven't had your hair cut by this Yeah, person. completely new person. Um, which is fine. Uh, but, so I sit down and she's like, how do you want it? You know, now I like to give, um, I like to give general instructions. I point out problem areas. I go for a, like a shorter on the sides, a little longer on top. Right. But then after that, I, I leave it up to them because I'm a big believer that you know, like if you're a plumber, I don't tell the plumber how to go in and, and plumb. I'm like, you go in there and you do what looks best. You are the expert, you know, like, you know what, what that needs. So I, I trust, uh, my hair care expert, you know, I'm like, this is what you do. Far be it from me. If I knew how my hair should be cut, I'd be doing it, but I don't. Right. Um, and so I explain this to her and I'm like, but otherwise, you know, just uh, make me beautiful. And I was being kind of friendly, trying to make her like me so she wouldn't either stab me in the artery with the scissors or do a bad job. Was she good looking? No. Yeah. Um, and uh, so she steps back and she's like, okay, okay. Everybody wants to be beautiful. <laughs> Uh-oh. Yeah, you know. Now, a couple of things. Um, first, this is a beauty industry, right? Like, she says it all aggrieved. I'm like, this is what you do. Going back to the plumber again, uh, you know, it's not everybody wants water. You know, oh, yeah, I kind of do. That's why I called you, you know? And you're probably, uh, I guess that's why she said it. I was going to say you're probably like the least specific person that she'll have all week as far as just, hey, you know, you have a couple. Of th- I mean, there's people in there like showing them pictures and, you know, putting pressure on them and a whole bunch of stuff. Right. By which they're going to judge it. I'm saying you work your art. I'm saying I trust you, you know, like if you aren't confident enough in your ability to give someone a haircut. You know, everybody wants to be beautiful. Now, second of all, right? This isn't a blank canvas that she's working with, Tony. I'm fucking gorgeous. <laughs> you know, there was not, she did not have to do much to come out ahead. Uh, so, yeah, so it really didn't instill confidence, Right. So I kind of go into it and I'm like, wow, now I'm scared, you know, like, now am I going to get a spiteful haircut? And what does that even look like? Tightening up in the chair, I like to call it. (laughs) Sheer terror. Oh, so yes. So this is where I was. Now, I mean, I don't bolt. I stay. I'm like, I'm already in. She's got the scissors. She's already washed my hair. So, um. She proceeds to start cutting my hair. And 
I had a dentist, okay? Uh, or the dentist I've been going to. I've never been happy with my dentist. But I've been going to this dentist, and the first time I went, I was like, wow, that was a good dentist, you know? Like, I really felt like he did a good job. And I said this, I said as much to him, you know? And I was like, wow, you really, you really commanded my teeth right then. <laughs> and, uh, and he said to me, uh, you know, I've had clients tell me that it really feels like I know what I'm doing in there. Now, this is exactly what happened. I was a little thrown off that he said, uh, it feels like. You know, yeah, there was a he's like, I can't believe I'm getting away with this. (laughs) Right, exactly. There's a bit of a scheme. Mexican dental license. I'm fooling everybody. (laughs) I want him to say, I really know what I'm doing in there. You know, um, now, now I did feel that way. And uh, aside from that brief moment of, huh, that was interestingly worded, I've continued to go back and have been quite pleased. You know, like he doesn't guilt you. I hate dentists that guilt you. I've already got one mom. <laughs> like, just be real with me. Hey, you need to floss. No, seriously, floss. I'm like, all right. I've gone to this guy. Flossing's gone up. I, I mean, he's not, no guilt. I just want to floss. He's right. It's better for me, Tony. But anyway, she was the polar opposite of my dentist. I have never gotten a, le- uh, a less confident haircut. I was kind of concerned that it was the first haircut that she had ever given and that she was just like the cleaning lady <laughs> and that both the main people working were already doing their thing. And they're like, oh, he's got an appointment because when I walk in, they're like, oh, just coming in off the street. And I'm like, no, five o'clock appointment. And there was only two other people there, you know, like they should have been like some guy named Chip is coming at five. Did she look anything like Howie Mandel? <laughs> an Asian Howie Mandel. Uh, because uh, you may have been in an episode of How We Do It. Well, the hair that the hair salon episode. Wow, then my hair looks worse than I thought it did because <laughs> that's the only punchline I know of. Um. Yeah, no, com- so unconfident, so like. At one point, she just kind of, I'm watching her, like, cut the top. You know you know how, like, they, they take it up with their fingers and then they cut it along the top of their fingers? You're right. Right? Have, okay. Yeah, I've experienced a haircut. It's a pretty standard haircut move. Yep. She did it so flippantly. And it wasn't, and it wasn't like she knew what she was doing and knew she didn't have to put that effort into it. It was like, I've got a grip of hair cut. Oh, oh I lost it. I'm gonna. She used like the the shaver, the little rate, like the the clippers, right? And uh, oh, I mean, it would. I mean, just barely touching my head, and then like backing away, like startled. <laughs> I was I was so concerned. I've never been more paranoid. I think it looks okay. Mm. <laughs> so far. I am scared to death. (laughs) I'm scared to death of what it looks like after the first shower. (laughs) I think it usually looks better after the shower. I do too, which is why I'm scared. (laughs) So did you shamefully part at the end? Was there like a 
sense of violation or I think she could tell that I was tight in the chair as you call it. <laughs> they uh, can smell it. At the uh, yeah, <laughs> at the end she was like, "It looks good, right?" And I and it did, you know. I was sort of like I don't know how she did it. But yeah, no, looked fine and then like she didn't want to show me the back right away. I mean, there were like t- things that I was concerned about. She's all, "What do you think?" And I'm like, uh, can I see the back? And she's like, oh, yeah. And then shows me and it looks fine. And I'm like, okay, yeah, all right. I kept waiting for the other shoe to drop. It never did. When they uh, act like handing you or doing the mirror thing where you can see the back, it, when they act like that's not part of the normal deal, that's never a good sign. I thought she gave me Mirror, steps. why... Why do you want to look at the back? Of that? I've never <laughs> heard of that. You got even your mind the mirror to look at the back of a haircut. Whoever sees you from the back, you would look people <laughs> in the eye when you talk to them. It's perfectly normal, but you do have the bat symbol shaved into the back <laughs> of your head. Did you ask for that? Well, like I said, I was concerned but- that she gave me steps. <laughs> I was like, I don't know that I can pull those off. I tried. Or the vanilla ice zigzag. That would have been awesome. Wouldn't it? Bringing it back. Did you get a refund? No, no, no. I paid. Even tipped. Even tipped. Wow. Yeah, no. I mean, again, it looks... You know what? I have to say, final verdict. I'm beautiful. I got uh my beard. I grew a beard out and got it clipped at the barber once. It was like more than the haircut, and it was essentially a like seventy nine year old uh Greek man getting on me. <laughs> yeah, I mean he came real. It basically kind of has to mount you to like you. <laughs> and you, you've I've seen, seen he, a he razor like on your face, you, right? It's really quite an experience, but he's. He's using a straight razor on your face, and that's just you and him, and he's, like, real shaky, so he's got to be in real close. So, I mean, you, you're practically making out with him. It's it's that's that close, and he's got a, a blade at your face, and it's it's intense. I didn't. I only did that once. <laughs> I'm going to – I'll be the only one to shave myself the rest of my life after that, but I thought oh. – Was it good? Dude, it was it was scary as hell. I mean, seriously, it's a seventy. Imagine if a seventy-nine-year-old Greek man walked in here and put a blade at your face. Oh no, I'm scared to death of it, and I'm never gonna do it. I'm saying, was the shave good? The shave was fine. The it wasn't the was greatest fine. shave you've ever gotten, though. You didn't walk out of there going, "I was I was very uncomfortable," but that shave was so good that I would have this seventy-three-year-old. No, there, there man could mouth. be no there could be no shave that would be worth it. I mean, a good shave yourself is, I would describe it as, you know, the condition your skin is left in afterwards right? plus a, a clean shave in itself. But if you, you're bleeding or if you've cut yourself or whatever. Now, I, I, I don't even think I was, I was cut or whatever. It was a fine enough shave. Uh, no one was hurt. But uh, the experience as it was happening was jarring. Wow. I like to keep old people far away from me. That's just a personal thing. Just please stay away. Now, don't jump on me <laughs> with the knife. That's scary, shaky old man. 
who doesn't speak English, so you can't really like. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like asking his son if he'll teach me Greek for no stop blood pain. <laughs> am I am I gonna have to throw him off of me? I'm not that extreme, but the court says I have to keep them off my lap. <laughs> Earlier today, Alex Rodriguez, baseball player you may have heard of, held a press conference and he used the phrase A-Rod's or A-Amateur <laughs> Hour, you know, like describing him and his cousin, which he basically described as dumber than the Three Stooges. Yeah. Like that's that would be another good bit is, you know, like wacky old... Keystone cops, black and white, of A Rod and his cousin, and he kind of accidentally sticks the thing in, and they're shrugging and everything. But you suggested, I think, just the title, A Rod's Amateur Hour. Yes, A Rod's Amateur Hour. And the concept would be that a panel of judges, of course, Alex Rodriguez would be one, his cousin would be one, <laughs> and the Simon Cowell of steroids. You'd need a real hard ass, a real expert, like Bonds guy. Like, cons- yeah, Conseco or... Ge- or oh, Conseco no. would have to be on Yeah. There. But, and another one, too. Maybe skip A-Rod's cousin. A-Rod, Conseco, and who was Conte? Victor Conte. Like a kind of... Well, a, who's Bond's guy that's in jail? I think that's Victor Conte. Well, no, uh, Victor Conte is the head jail? of... Well, he is in jail, but he's the head of Balco. And he would be a good, good one, but I'm saying also... Bonds' trainer that's in jail. It's like Garrett Anderson. No, he's an actual player. Yeah. Someone Anderson. Mark McGuire. And in the, well, you and you need a girl in there, so maybe not Conseco, maybe Conseco's wife. <laughs> Actually, what's her name? Marion Jones. Oh, good one. So, good one. Conseco, Marion Jones. A Rod, Mark McGuire. I think that's, I think that's your panel right there. That's big. That's, that's rating smash. And why don't you? You're a contestant on there. You know what happens when you go on A Rod's Amateur Hour? Well, I think. I mean, I think there are a variety of things. First, like, I mean, you need your, you need your crowd pleasers. Like, uh, like they have to. They compete. In various strength tests and endurance tests, there's like a swimsuit competition that involves flexing, <laughs> you know, it's like showing off the muscles. And then I believe, uh, yeah, I mean, the judges, what? Uh, I mean, I think they guess what you're on. <laughs> He's on Decaderbaloban. Clearly. There, there could be two. Like, yeah, there could be. And the winner is whoever's on the most stuff. Or the like. Because it's kind of funny if they're actually judging them on who's the most amateur. Like, who's just, like, pulling it. Who's not pulling it off even that well, but kind of is. You know, kind of what A-Rod's claiming, which is that he was just so stupid he didn't even... He was just all, uh, cousin brought some stuff from the Dominican <laughs> Republic, and this 
he describes even, it. He said we didn't even know if we were doing it right. And he was on a t- every two week routine for three years. And the best part was that he that they were injecting it in him. He makes it sound so like, oh, what did you do? We knew we weren't doing Tic Tacs. Well, no, yeah, you don't inject Tic Tacs into your ass, for one. You can do a little, like, bio piece on each person, and whoever has gone from, like, skinniest to most bulf, bulked, buffed, bulfed. <laughs> bulfed. If I can create <laughs> yeah, a word. I, th- I think that's, that's what happens whoever's, when you're on steroids. You whoever's get, the most bulfed. You, you get bulfed. You do get bulfed. <laughs> Whoever is the most bulfed, you know, <laughs> wins from however skinny the person was. So well, well, that's just a, well, that's just a, that's one part. I mean, then you get points for, I mean, there's obviously got to be presentation points. So back knee, <laughs> back knee gets you points, shrunken testes, or in the case of women, testes. <laughs> Uh, who's the Seacrest figure? I don't know why this popped into my head and I don't, I hope he wasn't on roids and his name hasn't been brought up, but Bo Jackson as Seacrest, doesn't that just work for some reason? See, the Seacrest character has got to be like someone who just used HGH. Pet it. What about like a movie figure? Reggie Bush like Toby Maguire or someone who's bulked up famously for a role out of nowhere who what, was using the shit. That actually reminded me, I think we're going to drop. Um, I propose dropping Mark Maguire as a judge and adding Sly Stallone <laughs> who will also produce. Oh yeah. Okay. If, so if, if Stallone's attached, yes, absolutely. So it's A-Rod, Canseco, Marion Jones and Sly Stallone. That's a great panel. Ben Silverman, are you listening? Um, and hosted by Jamie Foxx. Ooh. That's pretty good. <laughs> A-Rod's Amateur Hour. I'm, I'm watching it. Oh, that's great. I love that. Because you need people with different levels of expertise. Mark McGuire's not bringing anything to the table that Jose Canseco doesn't already have there. True. You know, like. I just kind of like it for the tension. But he's <laughs> not that good. It's like you got you to put one, you know, Canseco and uh, A-Rod and Marion Jones are going to be vying for the spotlight. But I like Sliced Alone. He's going to be vying for the spotlight, yeah. too. And you know he was right. Well, he got busted for HGH, didn't he? Or was that Bruce Willis? I'm not sure. I think he did in, like, Australia. They found, like, he had vials of human growth hormone. He he bulked up. But I mean, look at Arnold. Yeah, but Arnold's like, I was on steroids. That's what's great about Arnold. Like, Arnold just tells you to your face, you know? Does he, though? Has he said yeah. I'm on steroids? Yeah. Arnold admitted to being on steroids, I think, years ago. He was like, we were, we, we, they were doing everything. Yeah. Those were the days. There's no difference between then and now. 
we just kind of approached a moment of honesty in the 70s and then we sort of pulled back. Well, that was that that was the difference between then and now is that then they were doing all of that stuff and like telling you, you know, like they're like free love. Yeah, well, they still believe in free love now, but they're like they get all defensive about it. <laughs> I'm not a slut in the 70s. They're like, I'm a slut. Say it loud and say it proud. <laughs> yeah, I'm a slut. Burn your bra. Ain't wearing them. Yeah. That was a little different back then. (laughs) (laughs) Damn. Uh, Missed my time. Arnold's like, I was on roids. A-Rod's like, I don't know. uh, Bowley or whatever. It was amateur hour. I'd want the theme song to include that. Uh, uh, A-Rods. It was amateur hour. Well, so then if Sliced Alone is the other judge, then who is the Seacrest? Jamie Foxx. Jamie Foxx, right. But there could be a better, I mean, Sliced Alone's too old to be the Seacrest character. Perhaps A-Rod needs to be the Seacrest character and we need another judge. That's kind of funny. He's totally oblivious to it. He never knows what the show's even about. And he's like, I don't know what you're doing here. The other guy's like, me neither. <laughs> right. And then the judges judge. Conte, Sliced Alone, Marion Jones, Conseco. Yeah, there you go. Conte is the with old crotchety guy. Yep. And with A-Rod is Seacrest. There you go. That's it. A-Rod's always shocked they're on something. Yeah. And I, and I, what? what? You're on roids? Oh, get him out of here. <laughs> Our next uh, contestant. Years it could go on. He's shocked every time. I love it. I don't know exactly where to begin with this. Um, it puzzles the mind. It puzzles the laws of physics. I do not, I mean, I guess just go into it. I'm not sure that we should go into it. No? It's, I don't know. There's, it, it's kind of like, I think the term is a Pandora's box. It is. And that once it is opened, and sure, we can we can do it and, and never release it. But it's, I and I think I know what you're talking about. But it's uh, if it, if it is that, it's like one of those things that even discussing into a microphone could create social, legal, moral, and ethical dilemmas, the likes of which we may not be able to even fathom. But do go on. Well, I, our lawyers have advised us to not talk about it. Oh yeah, I got six calls from them today. Don't let Chip go into it if he's been drinking wine, they said. I said, I don't even want to think about it again. Fermilab uh, called me. They were like, please don't. We still have questions of our own we want answered because it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> but I digress. What happened is still a mystery. <laughs> but the facts are these. One night, um, 
we went out and got a couple of beers with some some friends, some mutual friends. Uh, we brought the party back. It wasn't a raucous party by any means. We brought it back to the to the failure plex. And everything seemed to go swimmingly. There were there was there were no problems of any Too sort. Swimmingly. Apparently. Apparently. But listeners, it was a fine it was a fine post party. It was great. Everyone left. After hours. Yeah. Kicking it. Some albums, some conversations, some more drinking. There was lots of standing, you know, and discussion and and it got heated and it got friendly and it got, it was a love in like it was, it was everything a good after hours party should be. It ended. And at that point I thought everything was fine. The next morning in the bathroom, <laughs> I don't even know how to describe it. I don't even know how to describe it. Well, let me, because it actually, I saw it first. Okay, So please. I woke up the next morning, and I had to use the facilities. And I went into the bathroom. Um, Chip and I are roommates, and the toilet paper were pack. Had, that one had just ended, or was towards the end, let's just say. We and were on. The, we new, were on a new four pack. There was an. That it hadn't been opened yet. No, to, it was a fresh. To both four of our pack. knowledge and prior and discussion after the incident, the fresh four pack had not been opened. I had not opened. it. This is about the last thing on my mind because I'm like still drunk, basically at this point, <laughs> right. and desperately need to use the restroom. And anyway, <laughs> the I I, I absentmindedly grab the roll, the on deck roll. I mean, right. the, the in-use role, right. not noticing at this point that it has been taken out of the new package, but not even that's not even an issue till I grab it, and it's wet. It's not soaking wet. It's not unraveled. Damp. Yeah, like, like damp. Not, like, pretty damp. And I'm like, ah. And then I look at the, new, the, the package that has since been opened, and like, the other three rolls are still in their in their four pack yeah, shape. Still in the four pack, but I so I go to grab like one of those, thinking, "Oh, this one was dropped in the toilet," and they're moist. <laughs> they're not as damp, <laughs> but they're moist. The and on deck one, the one in the in the batter circle, was damper yes, than those three. That was the dampest. Okay, but I have seen. I have dropped a roll of toilet paper into the toilet As several times in my life. Certainly. And I have noticed, you know, when you pull it out of the toilet, it's like pretty soppy and is unraveled and it's pretty much destroys it. And so this wasn't like that. Like I was still kind of like, well, I wonder what happened. Um, and I looked around on the floor. There was no, like, water from the sink or toilet on the floor that had, like, infiltrated it. The package itself seemed to be to have kept all of its integrity, but the other three rolls were definitely moist. Moister than just whatever. Did you notice 
condensation? Did you notice any precipitation whatsoever in the package aside from the rolls themselves? No. That and, and I there, am, the bag itself had not shrunk or been as if dunked in water or dropped itself. It just appeared to me that the package was fine. I mean, when you drop it, I mean, and anyone can do this, please, listeners, challenge us. But if you take a roll of your of your bathroom tissue and you dip it into a thing of water, I mean, it comes out like one sheet. It's like instantly ruined. Right. I mean, it, it, beca- it becomes like paper mache. It just turns into just absolute nothingness. It loses its integrity off the roll. Completely. And you can't. This was not that. I could still. And we're not could... buying luxury TP here. <laughs> you know, like we're not. No. Like this isn't. I'm just saying. And one roll being dropped in is fine enough, but. I want to see, I mean, we have friends who work in TV and kind of can do graphic illustration and animation. I would like someone to plausibly put together a scenario where one roll is dropped in the toilet and then the other three are, that that gets like, <laughs> that, that if you drop the whole three, the rest of the three pack, let's say you're opening the new package of four rolls fresh right over the toilet bowl. Right. I imagined this. And this is the most plausible scenario. Yes. You're opening, you're like, oh, there's no toilet paper. So you grab the new one and you bust it out. And the one bounces off crazy and falls in the toilet. Yep. Oh, and you grab it and get it out. And then you drop the the other, the full package in. Mm Mm-hmm. It's hard for me to understand how the three rolls in there were, the moisture was divided equally. If you had reassembled them, you wouldn't have been able to tell which was more moist. It's not like the top one was soaked and the other two were like kind of dry. They and they were equally lo- damp. And they looked normal. There was no obvious point of moisture entry. Yeah, yeah. and the, the, They looked like the plas- regular rolls of toilet paper. Nothing had, had happened to them. They looked fine until you touched them. And they were damp. And they were damp. All the way through. Yes. Like like a fine misting. Equally damp, but yet still in their natural part in the bag. The, the integrity of the plastic bag had not been compromised by a water drop or somewhere where more water going in would have... It was equally distributed. There was no pool of water on the floor? Yeah. No, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm vouching. Like, it was not long after that I then discovered this for the first time. And... And blown away. Nothing was said. You know? Like, I don't know. I don't know how you could recreate this situation. Like, in a controlled environment, given all the tools of man. You know? (laughs) Like, if I were just, like, told that I needed to make these things this way, I don't think I could. So, I don't know how someone did it using only... The materials in our bathroom. How they did it without saying anything. If they did. You know, like, I don't want to accuse anyone here because I don't know what happened. It it boggles the mind. Yeah. That's really perplexing. And not something you can just easily ask people. Hey. <laughs> so... Did you spritzer three of the toilet paper rolls and kind of just lightly run water over the other one and then put it back? 
I mean, the the the, the closest I could get, like, to imagining a c- scenario, would be sort of a like making it rain in the club with some champagne, you know, like, and a fine mist just sprays everywhere, dampening everything, right? But even that would then leave champagne-like residue on on the tissue, which it was. They were perfectly clean. Like there was no odor. There was nothing. The only explanation would be if you took the toilet paper package into a greenhouse and opened it up and just sort of let it seep in the greenhouse for like twenty four hours. And then on the way out, one of the rolls sort of rolled into one of the plants that had just been watered for like (laughs) just a second. And then you got it out and put it back in and then brought it to the apartment and put it in the bathroom. Like that's the only way I could describe what it was like. Or, Or this. Here's the other thing I could say. Taking the four pack into a sauna. Yeah. That's and a good si- one. but 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 not Im- but like it wouldn't be immediate. Like you'd need to let it sit in that humidity for like an hour. Yeah, it needs some time because it's it's moist. And this I mean, is a roll of yeah, yeah. toilet paper. It's this a- isn't super cheap toilet paper either. This is like the Charmin, whatever. This isn't like the the no. ghetto ass fucking no, single no, 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 ply no. shit. This is like not bad toilet paper. No, it's and, middle and, class and it's toilet moist. paper. It's middle class toilet paper. It's moist, and if uh, if you're, if the advertisements with the bears are to be believed, it doesn't get moist. Well, and and moist is a better word. Damp damp implies it's not as wet as it was. It was shockingly wet. Yeah, like freshly wet. Yes, and I mean I don't know the the closest I've come to is I've I've compared it to an Encyclopedia Brown mystery. Yeah, like, like I feel it's one of those things that like I I want Encyclopedia Brown around here, and I want him to just look at all the facts and be like, "Well, obviously this." I call it the toilet paper incident. <laughs> it's like a it's like a Judy Bloom novel. <laughs> it really was, and I just want anyone with knowledge of what happened in there. I don't even know when it was. I have no proof of anything, but please email me. And a lot of you are thinking what I what thought that occurred to me after a little bit, which is that Chip had gone in there, wasted out of his mind, and pissed all over the place. But he assures me that that was not what happened. And again, I did, I did that of, to the futon. <laughs> the pattern of the of. You know, that obviously wasn't what it was. No, it wasn't. It was no odor. I mean, that was my, oh, my concern was I did that. But it's like, if I'm, you know, it's just one of those things that happens and you you just cop to it. I'm like, was the first roll dropped in when normally you'd say, ah, I dunked a roll, sorry. And then something happened with the other three. I don't know what that something is. Because again, I think I've I've described in detail why I I can't believe that the the package itself went into the toilet, as well. I don't know. I don't know that it had anything to do with the toilet. Yeah, I don't either. It may I, have, I the, don't. The shower may have been in the mix. Who knows what went down? Not it's, me. But it's really 
It's really it's really perplexing and confusing. I am at a loss. Thank you for asking. My dissertation is going great. I have put in more research into this project than anything I've ever done before. And I have a title ready. Do you? And my dissertation is entitled, Man, Holy Fuck, I'm Broker Than Shit. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, What's your central thesis? (laughs) 